0: Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into Hometown Ghost Stories' Cursed Possessions. Tonight, we have a crazy story for you. This one has it all. It has poltergeist activity. It has cursed possessions. It has a human skull that apparently screams, and it caused such a paranormal activity inside of a hall in Great Britain that it has earned the reputation as one of the most chilling and haunting cursed possessions of all time. Let's talk about the screaming skull of Burton Agnes Hall. I'm Jesse Wilkins, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories Cursed Possessions. Great Britain is full of haunted homes, businesses, and castles. From old farmhouses to grand halls and ancient dwellings, they're scattered all about the country. Let's talk about one of these locations that has a screaming skull. Burton Agnes is a beautiful village in the east hiding of Yorkshire. The village has several cottages, a church, and a great hall. This hall was the home of the Boyntons. Burton Agnes Hall as it stands today was built from 1601 to 1610 by Sir Henry Griffith. It's a large building of red brick with a mixture of Elizabethan, Tudor, and Jacobian styles. It has a long broken facade with many windows. Inside is a grand hall, a magnificent staircase, a gallery full of paintings, hand-carved woodwork, and a curious piece of artwork over the fireplace which represents the Empire of Death. All in all, the inside and the outside of Burton Agnes Hall is absolutely magnificent. Money was no object, so the family called in the best architects of the time to furnish designs, masons, bricklayers, and carpenters. Sir Henry Griffith had three daughters who were very excited to move into their new home. The youngest of the daughters, Catherine Anne Griffith, who went by just Anne, had watched the building of the new house and was absolutely obsessed with it she constantly thought and spoke of how magnificent their new estate would be. Quote, Of the three sisters, Anne took the most lively interest in the new house. She witnessed the uprising walls, the development of the architectural features of the grand facade, and the outgrowth of the chiseled design of the interior under the cunning handicraft of the carvers and sculptors. She told anyone who would listen that this was to be the most grand and beautiful house ever built. In fairness... She wasn't necessarily wrong. The intricate details on every wall, floor, and ceiling of every room is undeniably breathtaking. Personally, this reminds me of the Newport mansions in Rhode Island. It's almost humbling to walk around these massive structures, where each room of these mansions are probably worth more than the average person's entire home. Hell, you could probably retire off of the worth of one of these paintings that are hanging on the walls. Unfortunately for Anne, she would never see the house completed, one afternoon, she decided to visit St. Quintin's at Harpam, which was only about a mile away. She was accompanied by only her dog. While merrily singing along her journey, she approached St. John's Well, and she ran into a pair of ruffians. The men approached her and asked her for some money. Anne was uneasy, but she felt that she was relatively safe, since she was still in the precincts of Harpam, not far from people who could protect her. She took out her purse and offered the men a few coins. The men noticed that she was wearing a ring and demanded that she give that to them as well. Now, the ring was a family heirloom given to her by her mother, so she refused to give it up. One of the men replied, quote, Mother or no mother, we mean to have it. And if you do not bestow it freely, we must take it. I guess the ruffians of the time were a little bit more educated and poetic. Either way, they grabbed her hand and attempted to rip it from her. Anne began screaming for help, so the other ruffian hit her in the head with a stick. Anne fell senseless to the ground, but local villagers happened to hear her screams and came to see what all of the commotion was about. The ruffians proceeded to beat her a little bit more until they heard people coming, and then they ran off, unable to get the ring. But unfortunately for Anne, it was a little bit too late. Locals found her bleeding and battered in the grass, dying from her injuries. She was brought back to Burton Agnes Hall where she was brought upstairs and placed in what is now known as the Queen's Bedroom. Unfortunately, she was never able to recover from her injuries and the fever that she developed, and she passed away about a week later in 1620 inside of the unfinished home. Now, she desperately tried to cling on to life long enough to see the home completed, but when it became clear that the doctors couldn't save her in time, she made this plea to her sisters. Quote, Sisters, never shall i sleep peacefully in my grave in the churchyard unless i or a part of me at least remain here in our beautiful home as long as it lasts promise me this dear sisters that when i am dead my head shall be taken from my body and preserved within these walls here let it forever remain and on no account be removed and understand and make it known to those who in future shall become possessors of this house, that if they disobey this, my last injunction, my spirit shall, if so be permitted, make such a disturbance within its walls as to render it uninhabitable for others so long as my head is divorced from its home. In an attempt to pacify her, her sisters told her, yeah, we'll definitely do that for you. But once Anne died, it became clear that neither of them had any intention whatsoever of keeping her promise. They had her buried, head and all, in the churchyard. About a week after she was buried, everyone was in the home getting ready for bed, when they were alarmed by a loud crash in one of the upstairs bedrooms. The two sisters and their servants ran up to see what all of the commotion was about, and noticed a heavy piece of furniture had fallen. But nobody was around. They couldn't figure out what could have caused it to be tossed about. Nothing else happened that night, so they assumed that it was just a strange occurrence. One week later, to the day, they were awoken in the night by a loud knocking, which seemed to be happening on at least six doors at the same time. With their hair standing on end, they lit candles all over the house and gathered enough courage to go investigate. But the knocking on the doors continued for what felt like hours. Eventually, the disturbance ended, and they all went back to bed, but nobody got much sleep that night. All was calm in the house until, you guessed it, one week later, another disturbance occurred. This time, everyone in the home heard what sounded like an entire group of people hurrying along the galleries up and down the stairs. This was followed by what sounded like the groans of a dying person. This time, everyone was too afraid to leave their beds, as it seemed like the paranormal activity in the mansion had hit an all-time high. The following day, all of the female servants fled the house. They refused to stay any longer inside of the home with what they described as the ghost witch, whom they blamed for all of the ghostly happenings within the house. The two sisters met with their neighbor and the vicar of the parish and explained the events that had been happening inside of the home. They noted that all of the hauntings were happening one week apart from each other on the same night of the week that Anne had died. The sisters could not stop thinking of Anne's dying words and the promise that they had made about placing some part of Anne's body inside of the home so that she could look after it. There was also her threat that if her wish were not complied with, she would render the house uninhabitable for others. It seemed that Anne's ghost was carrying out that threat. The clergymen suggested that maybe they open Anne's coffin to see if that would make the hauntings calm down. The following day, they dug up her coffin and opened it up. What they saw inside of the coffin was unexplainable. From the neck down, Anne's body had not decomposed whatsoever. But from the neck up, her skull was decaying rapidly. All of the flesh had withered away, and the skull was virtually bare. They saw this as a sign that the head was the chosen part of the body, which they believed that Anne wanted to be placed in the home. They removed the skull from the body and brought it into the home, placing it on a table so that Anne could finally see the completed version of Burton Agnes Hall in all of its glory. While skeptical at first about their macabre and disturbing new centerpiece, the addition of Anne's skull to the hall seemed to be the end of hauntings inside of the home. Perhaps her soul was now at rest, and the curse was broken. And for a while it was. That is until several attempts were made over the years to remove the skull from the home. On one occasion, a maid servant just took the skull and threw it out the window onto a passing load of manure. The second that the skull landed on the cart, the horses stopped in their tracks and started freaking out. The wagoneer was tossed back and forth and couldn't get the wagon to budge a single inch. The skull was then returned to the home. On another occasion, the Boytons tried burying the skull in the garden, but it wasn't long before they realized that was a terrible idea and had to return it to the hall. Because every single time that they removed the skull from the home, paranormal activity inside of the hall would go through the roof once again. They would hear screaming, moans, the groans of dying people. They were knocking on doors and walls. These walls would even shake to a point where paintings and pictures would come crashing to the ground. Every time, they had to bring the skull back to calm this activity down. Eventually, the skull was bricked into one of the walls at Burton Agnes Hall, where it remains to this day, most likely in the Grand Hall. The exact location remains a secret, but now Anne is able to watch over her beautiful home for an eternity, and the curse seems to be dormant, as her spirit finally seems to have found peace. So stick around as Rob, Dave, and myself discuss the hauntings of Burton Agnes Hall in The Curse of the Screaming Skull. Let us know what you think. Drop it in a comment below. Do you think this is a real curse? Do you think it's just one big legend? And do you think these hauntings over the last 400 plus years have been legitimate? I'm Jesse Wilkins, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories, Cursed Possessions. ladies and gentlemen welcome into cursed possessions hometown ghost stories and we're covering a screaming skull at burton agnes hall which is in the uk i'm jesse I'm
0: joined by rob coakley hello rob all right here's what we need to do we need to make a blood pact right now me you dave when i die i need you to get a big mason jar Mm -hmm. fill it with formaldehyde whatever Cut my penis off. It needs to be in one of your houses for the rest of existence on a, on a, on a counter or something. And uh, if you don't do this, I will haunt you for eternity. we'll have the screaming penis that we've always wanted. (laughs) Speaking
1: of screaming penises, we're also joined by Dave Wilkins. Hello, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! That's we a wild filter. request, we, we Rob. But do... you know, it's it's gonna be at Dave's house. I can't, I can't do it. I don't want it. I don't we want have it,
0: kids. We have kids, we can't. Just I have mean, it. one of you has to have it. So, just cut it off now. Oh, Okay. Here's the, here's the, here's what.
1: <laughs> what if we have a guest over, and somebody eats it? Yeah. What the then fuck what? are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if it's in pickle juice, then
0: he said formaldehyde. Also delicious. Whatever. Yeah, (laughs) as we know, everybody eats this. I I mean, we're joking around, but what a request to to give to your sisters on your deathbed. Yeah,
1: like, you know, you still can't see it, right? Right, Right. like, like, I really want to see the house completed. Okay, well, just chop my head off and carry carry it around the house. And apparently they did. Apparently they they put it on, like, the dining room table for Mm -hmm. a long time. And I don't know how long she was in the ground for a lot of these websites when researching this had conflicting reports completely different stories one had that her husband killed her i don't even think she was married there was a lot of different reports on what happened how long was she buried for but apparently when they dug her up there's there's a couple of websites that said that her head was already decapitated so i wonder if if that's true which i don't think it is if I
0: wonder if the sisters started to do it and then we're like, what the, f- what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? Or this is too hard. This is just this, this is, is difficult. This is more difficult than we anticipated. This axe definitely too dull. We we did not go to Home Depot and get this thing sharpened up. By but, any it, but I mean, if her head was detached when they
1: went into to dig up her grave. Then somebody had already cut the head off, which might have been, I don't know how decomposition works, but that might have been why they said all like the skin and tissue had all already um, had already gone away. So it was just a, a skull and they were able to just take the skull inside and take care of that pretty gruesome request. I think, I mean, the house is, I mean, it's, the, it's a castle. This thing's a mansion. It's gorgeous, mm-hmm. right? I'm not just going to move out if it's haunted. Me personally, I'm excited if it's haunted. That's that's different. I mean, you don't you don't build this beautiful place. But like, well, now the now we're getting screamed at. They were some of the hauntings that that have been reported have been absolutely terrifying. With this, it wasn't just screams that they were hearing. They were hearing moaning. They were saying that like the the walls would shake and pictures would fall off. So there was clearly something angry haunting this place and it's a brand new building apparently like they had just not not brand new now it's, it's quite old now but you know when they had finally moved in obviously they had just built the place so why is this building that we just built already haunted that's pretty unfortunate and it seemed pretty obvious that this is Anne. this is her spirit and she's pissed off that you didn't bring her skull inside and
2: and and let her see the place wasn't her bloody apparition showing up yeah her angry bloody that's that's scary that's like something out of a horror movie it is, yeah. So
0: you got to do something, right? Stop that haunting. That is, uh, absolutely- especially if it's a family member, because C- that's it's not like you. Mo- I mean, moving in and seeing it's seeing a bloody apparition in general, awful, terrifying. But if it's a sister, a wife, uh, a daughter, I mean, it's got to be mind blowing. Yeah, more terrifying. And this so is a theory with movies. this is a theory with a lot of
1: a lot of hauntings. It wasn't that. She she ended up dying of the fever, but she was obviously, most of the stories say that she was mugged either by a group of guys or by one guy. Either way, she was jumped, robbed, beaten pretty much to death. And then from her injuries, she ended up getting some sort of a fever and that's how she ended up passing away. And then, so that was her final state was beaten, bloody, bruised, and dying. And many apparitions... Whether or not they mean to scare you. Now, this one sounds like it means to scare you. But many ghosts that pop up, they say that whether or not they can control it when you see a full-bodied apparition, they appear in the form of how they died. So if somebody died in a car accident and he's going back and he just wants to – the ghost is going to go visit his poor wife who is mourning that poor wife who is mourning is now seeing you in your car accident form, just this bloody mangled with, you know, one leg or whatever, just some horrifying vision of you in the poor ghost. You can't control how you look, but some of them, this is how they appear in their final state. And that's why some hauntings, even if not meant to be scary, end up being the most terrifying type of hauntings possible. Some bloated corpse that, that drowned, and was left in a river for four weeks. That's not going to be a pretty sight if that ghost comes to you in its final form.
0: But it sounds like this was the case, but it did sound like she was also pissed off. Right. it, what you're talking about reminds me of the movie 13 ghosts, where you have all these ghosts in their final state. And to your point, I mean, the movie is the movie. You can go hear our review on it over on, over on the review section. But the one horrifying part of that movie was seeing these ghosts in their extreme final state of of death and -hmm. and it's just it's creepy as hell
2: yeah it's It's a good reference because while that movie obviously was fiction a lot Mm -hmm. of these fictional ghost movies are based on legend lore and what some people actually believe to be true so that's that is how the lore goes or of ghosts and what people believe uh, as far as how ghosts appear
1: Yeah. So it's a theory. It's not a theory for all ghosts. Obviously you get other ones that might appear just as some sort of residual haunting, wearing some sort of old clothing, might be dressed as a cowboy, native American, whatever. There's all sorts of different hauntings. This is just one of them, but this one doesn't really fall in line with, you know, this is a nice spirit. It sounds like it was a very angry spirit. It sounds like it lines up with a curse. The curse was do what I told you to do with my skull after I die. And, I don't know if she warned them or I'm going to come back and haunt the fuck out of this building, but she certainly did. So all accounts that we've read up on now, a lot of this is legend and she did exist. There's paintings of her, I guess, still at the house and the three sisters and everything like that. So it is a real person. This is really how she died. And according to all reports, there isn't a single report that says the skull isn't in the house. Now there are varying accounts of where this skull might be in the house. But it sounds like for the most part, according to the actual building's website, her skull is most likely in the grand hall, bricked up inside of one of the walls.
2: The fact that if you if you look at this story, and you think about the fact that if we're taking it all at face value, right, she said, "This is what I want." They didn't follow through with what they what she wanted, and they buried her. And then the haunting starts, And the haunting must have been so traumatic for her sisters they actually physically dug her up decapitated her skeleton and fulfilled her wishes at that point that's if we're taking this all at face value that is a massive testimonial to the truth of or the possible truth of this ghost story this haunting that's that they were so scared that they actually did that no you're absolutely right
0: so it's so when my penis is pickled christ you better make sure that it's where i want it to
1: be we have children who listen to this show we apologize to any parents that are listening with their kids but i'm sure you turned it off after the first opening statement was about rob's pickled penis so we'll move on from that but that is never gonna, um, i'm
2: never gonna look at pickleback shots the same i'm not gonna do
0: those again yep i'm <laughs> not gonna do those without screaming new request you have to also do Pickle pickleback shots out no of the jar. Butt shots. No <laughs> pickle butt shots.
1: Where <laughs> are we going with this? Okay. So the story doesn't end there. The story doesn't end there because there's a few websites that say that there is another story that goes along with this, which is they had a maid who was cleaning up the house and she didn't particularly believe in the legend. And she's looking at this skull, which is just chilling on the dining room table, and she's like, What are you guys doing? So she wrapped it up in a cloth, according to some of these sources. And she brought it outside and she put it on the back of a wagon. Horses were supposed to be driving this wagon so they could take it to, I don't know where she planned on taking it. Back to the graveyard, baby? Who knows? But all I know is the horses started going absolutely nuts. And as soon as she took this thing away, the hauntings began in the house again. The screams started. The moanings were were, hearing, were being heard. They were hearing knocking. And all of a sudden the walls are vibrating again and, and pictures are falling off the walls and everything. It just sounds like all hell absolutely broke loose once again in this house now that this skull was removed and this is where it sounds like it's a curse the curse is this is my skull i want it in the house and if you remove from the house pandemonium is going to happen now this isn't one of the regular curse possessions that we cover where people are dying because of it i don't think anybody really did but you have multiple people who have witnessed this now you have the three sisters in the house you have they said that all of like the the maids and, and people that were attending to the house, housekeepers or whatever, servants, they were quitting. They were like, we can't take the hauntings inside this house while the skull was removed. So so many people are witnessing this haunting and this curse that's going on. So they bring it back again, and their their solution
0: now is we're gonna brick it up inside one of the walls. So that's what they do. Can, they say Can go we ahead. go back to the sorry, can we go back to the maid who was so ballsy that she just decided to remove this? You have to know the story of what this this skull is, you can't you can't make that decision for the family. Yeah. That's not that, your
2: that's not your call. I was thinking were, that when you were reading the sto- when you were reading the story, it was like the maid made that decision. Yeah. What do you think? It's a are? weird thing to do. So there was there was other accounts of them where the maid just took it and just chucked it out the window. No shot. It's
1: like what? So 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 no the way. family comes home, they see the skull outside like why'd you do that? This is bring the, it back in.
2: It back in the 16th century, too, when they would just execute maids for doing shit like that.
1: Huh. Yeah, yeah, especially in the UK, where they they're like experts at torturing people. You don't want to fuck around. You don't want to mess around, especially with rich folks like this, with all this, with this massive castle and skulls on their dining. Uh, okay, I go into a house, right? New on the job, cleaning up. It's my job. I see a skull, a human skull, on the dining room table, just chilling there. That's a family that I'm not going to fuck with. Yeah, what are you doing? Your life is in danger. These sisters, these three women, dug up this grave and cut off the head of their own sister. What do you think they're going to do to you?
0: Yeah, <laughs> to alive you.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously, that is insane. Insane. Yeah. That balls Can't on the. Yeah. So that is. Uh, that's what happened there. But now it's believed there, there's been a few accounts that say that they had it in some sort of like glass case inside the building. But it's that's not true, according to the actual house. And most sources say that it's just, just bricked up inside of a wall somewhere. And since then, the hauntings and the, the curse has,
0: is is at bay. So I wonder if the house actually knows and they just don't want to tell people. They're like, yeah, we know it's here, but we're not 100% sure. But they really do know. They just don't want people coming in like – yeah, starting to take bricks out of the dining room like oh it's the guy here from somewhere. The guy from eBay's, he's like, I gotta get there. I gotta get through this wall to get a fragment of the skull.
1: Yeah, he's just gonna start chipping away at, at walls inside your house. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> you absolutely don't want that. So yeah. I understand why you would keep it a secret. And if it's a legend and it's it's grown legs as it as it has, and you don't want people to know, then you'd be like, Yeah, oh, it's here. Dude, imagine it's if somewhere. the
2: skull grew legs. <laughs> It'd be, be, It'd be so so scary. It. It cut them off and pickle them. It's just the th- the
0: the thing again, <laughs> yeah. Just strolling around the house, yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely. No, but but a screaming skull, a bloody corpse, apparition. Um, so that's it's, been going it's, on for four hundred years now. Yeah. So it's known as the
1: screaming skull. But what all of these stories are lacking is when the skull itself screams. Because well, They don't know
2: where it is, but the haunting is that you hear the screaming coming from, they assume it's coming from the walls, which mm-hmm. is where they believe the skull to be.
1: Kind of, but the, the haunting is no longer that there's a screaming skull, because when the skull is actually in the house, which is what she wanted, this, the hauntings seem to either stop or, or really dramatically slow down. Mm-hmm. So, it uh, seems so that the I, screaming, I, I, is, happening, the that. screaming is happening when the skull is absent. The right. screaming yeah. is not happening when the skull is there. So, the really, scre- it's
0: the screaming mansion the screaming is happening when the maid throws it out and it's just screaming the maid whenever it throws it out. yeah. Why'd you do that? <laughs> put, me back! put me back. Yeah. yeah. Screaming skull is a screaming
1: skull is a really scary way to put the story, but the, the story is kind of the opposite of a screaming skull. Yeah.
2: The screaming house absent skull. Doesn't mm. have a nice ring to it. No.
1: Yeah. Screaming dick pickle though. That has a nice ring to it. <laughs> Can't wait to put this episode directly in the recycling bin. So (laughs) Uh, that is this curse. I think due to the fact that the house has embraced this legend and due to the fact that I don't have anything to debunk the legend other than the idea that most stories get a few things wrong or most sources seem to have a different version of the story that it varies so much. It's hard to say, but I would say it's probably real. And they embrace the fact that the skull is in the house. And you have not just the sisters, but you have, you know, maids and stuff that have quit and you have multiple witnesses to the haunting, I think it's probably a legitimate curse or it's at least yeah. a legitimate haunting in my I opinion.
2: definitely believe the history is true where they dug the corpse up and dismembered it. This is coming from Yorkshire, England. We just a few weeks ago covered... Uh, the same county up there on Northumberland where they, in that same time period, they were dismembering the bodies of, of priests and sending them all over for good luck and whatnot. So this is a practice that they would do. This wasn't uncommon. So it's not like this is so unfathomable that somebody would dig up a body and cut the skull off of it. It's not. This is something no, they did. Not. They, they would they, would, they would dig up bodies, not even just in, in
1: England, but in Italy and probably in in America and all over the world, they were digging up bodies and just making sure they weren't vampires and cutting their heads off anyways. So it's like this wasn't it sounds absolutely wacky now, but Mm -hmm. back in the day, this is just something that they would do. They were just they they were digging up bodies all the time. I can't think of a much worse job than digging up dead bodies and moving them around and cutting off heads and driving stakes through their mouths like they, they did all these sorts of things making elixirs out of their dead family members to make sure they aren't vampires. Like, dude, they'd be, people were, were wild. They were, they were bored. They had no YouTube. So they would, uh, <laughs> they would not watch hometown ghost stories. They would just do it themselves. Yeah. And, you know, we're here to tell you about it.
0: So. Or they were like in 200 years, we want to be on hometown ghost stories. So mm-hmm. they knew there was a premonition. Yeah, their Premonition came true after all. So I think it, I think it's true too. I, I just, it's, embraced by the house like you said they're not making it a point to find the skull if they don't know where it is to remove it and they feel better about just keeping it within the walls so that feels like they believe it so i believe it yeah and it's not like they. i i I, i'm gonna look into what the inside of the building looks
1: more like but if it's a castle which it kind of strikes me as it can't be easy to just start looking in the walls because if I, if there were rumors that my house had a skull in the walls, I'm like, well, I'm going to check, right? I'll, I'll replaster whatever. I'll, I'll do some drywall. I'll look around, but it seems like this, this house probably is not the easiest house to remove pieces of the wall in search. No, maybe they
2: have stone. They said it's bricked into the wall. No one's doing that. No,
0: probably not. Probably not. Probably not be very difficult.
1: Let us know what you think. Drop it in the comments. Do you have any more intel on this screaming skull in uh, in Yorkshire? Let us know Yorkshire. what you think. About it. Do you think it's a legitimate curse? Do you think it's a legitimate haunting, or is it just a really cool and crazy and wacky legend? Let us know. But I mean, like, like I said, these are real people. It's a real death, mm-hmm. and it's uh, potentially a real haunting. So, pretty cool, pretty crazy story. And I, I just I was you know looking around and I found screaming skull. I'm
0: like I'm in. Cover screaming Yep. Well, it was a good one. I, I liked,
1: liked it. it. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> Let's jump into Patreon real quick. Thank our patrons for our VIPs. We have Dave D, Kate and Steve M, Blazora, Glitter Tease, Cammy from Washington, Jennifer P, Dakota G, Nick, Johnny N, Inspires Gaming, Allison V, Robert H, Hometown Milkshake Stories, Brings All the Ghosts to the Yard, J9, Mallory K, Demon King, Mom and Pops, W, Lisa J, and Nightbot of the Living Dead. Thank you so much for being VIPs. Next up, we have the Warren's Wards. We're going to kick that off with Hellhound Pup Cup nefarious chad poles wahini pirate i hate rob julie g eugene m arcade hunters siobhan not sharon kath q liz young dc chris connelly i'm uh, sorry chris Connolly, lbps founder next htgs guest the other rachel b sarah cook stitch kitten Amby rose janice g lily rachel b robs a traveling serial killer mirror mirror on the wall i'm the prettiest worm of all papa squatch jake v release the quackin bush steph a and loving it thank you for being part of the warren's wards and next up we have the ghost pirate mafia so let's kick it off with cold warrior dave's authentic dead body <laughs> <laughs> what is that about uh we have engineer McTibble's mask but do, is, i can no longer say that word and i'm fine with it bacon from huska ohio d from agetown town meteus sarah b dominica we have sarah uh so i'm sorry i had a stroke i'm gonna get over <laughs> it it's gonna be fine Cut off my shoulder. Pickle it. will be good. Queen Chan's Revenge. Angel F. Monster Mom 04. Shannon K. Allie. Dark Snark. Dark Snark. Rob the Orphan Hating. Dishwashing. Bubble Boy. Drinking. Quackenbush. Top Shelf. Liquor in a Tree. Staring in Dave's Window. <laughs> Megan S. Morgan S. How do ghosts take their eggs? Terrified.
2: Mm. Mark Twain
1: and the Haunted Grape, Sharon V, Wayne C, Kelly C, My Milkshake Brings All the Frogs to the Well, Crystal (laughs) Quinn, Aaron A, Mina H, Colby, Daddy Rob's Not-So-Secret Dirty Magazines, Alicia E, Thick Boy Freddy, Gallivanting Around with Frog Coakley, Dishing Out a Baker's Dozen Murders, Most Foul. Mm. (laughs) My rattling bones bring all the ghosts to the yard. Hellhound serenading a black and white cemetery. Sam from the Paul Joe R. Paul from St. Louis. Al Capone. Huggy Bear. Rob should have gotten the V8. Solar Flare. Mariah M. Curly J. Anthony. The six-foot-tall bird-headed spirit. T. Cody G. Brandon W. Hoop of the Hellhound. Soph and Herbert (laughs) Gerbilston from Gerbling, Durbanburg. $3 a month will get you on Patreon Get early access to episodes just like this As well as ad free episodes Bonus content and much more Make sure you join the family over there YouTube you can jump on for a dollar a month It'll make you part of the YouTube Members And you unlock emotes and a cool badge And our undying love And respect Which some say is priceless And others say costs a dollar Yes So (laughs) That's that if you'd like to support the show, but you do not have the means to do so financially, that is perfectly fine. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it out on the show.
0: Or any podcast platform, mm-hmm. and we will read it out on the show. Don't yeah. leave it on any podcast. Just our, just our
2: podcast. I said platform, Dave. No, know, but I was just thinking yes. about it. You can also leave
1: reviews for other podcasts, but don't forget about our podcast. Cause or
0: leave cool. other podcasts five-star reviews and then just tell them how much you love us and the, <laughs> and the thing that you are right.
1: Hey, they'll, you know what? If you want to come in and leave a five-star review and tell us how much you like another podcast, we'll take the five-star review, but we probably won't read it out on the show. <laughs> it's true. We probably will, because that'd actually be funny. But without further ado, we will replace the name of that podcast with the name of our podcast as well as a glowing review that we completely made up, but we will use your name. So yeah. those are the terms and conditions. I believe we left no base uncovered <laughs> and, uh, we'll pretty much do it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Tuesday for a brand new live episode of hometown ghost stories. We'll see you then. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye.